0: You're listening to WRFRLP 93.3 in Rockland and coming to you all over the world wide web at WRFR.org Hey Liz, what's all this? Pumpkin spice coffee, pumpkin spice donuts, pumpkin spice muffins, pumpkin spice breakfast cereal, pumpkin spice shampoo, pumpkin spice body wash, pumpkin spice toothpaste, Pumpkin Spice 4-Way Cold Medicine, Pumpkin Spice Cat Litter.
1: They had an end-of-season sale at the dollar store. I was powerless to resist.
0: Well, what's this, then? Pumpkin Spice keyboard Cleaner. Why am I not surprised?
1: Well, then you won't be surprised when I call today's show our Pumpkin Spice Edition. Well,
0: a late Pumpkin Spice is better than an early Christmas.
1: And it all starts when I say...
0: All right, look sharp! The Strand is on the air. From the Pumpkin Spice stage of the gorgeous Strand Theater in beautiful downtown Rockland, and from all over by Pumpkin Spice transcription, it's the Strand on the air belaboring the point Pumpkin Spice edition, featuring the musical Brittany Parker a cornucopia of love with those ornamental gourds of the microphone the Strand family players our musical guests are the spicy Midcoast Academy Pumpkin Jazz Ensemble I'm your pumpkin spice out announcer Dan Bookham and here's the great pumpkin head herself Liz McLeod
1: Good evening, neighbors. Take a good deep breath of that clove and cinnamon air freshener and know that we've taken care of all the pumpkin spice jokes in the first three minutes of the show. From here on, we'll give you everything else we've got, and that kicks off with a tune from Brittany Parker.
2: All of me, why not take all
1: Parker gives us an opening shove and sends us skittering headlong into the news. Good evening. With Carl Stuffel on assignment, I'm chamomile bourgeois with all things rescinded. In the news tonight, in just three days, autumn's golden magic begins its inexorable slide toward the Stygian pit of winter with the start of no one's favorite month, November. No one, that is, but two people who live each year for those dreary, drizzly days. Meet November's all-time biggest boosters, John and Mary Gray Gray.
3: That's gray with an A and gray with an E. I'm gray with an A.
4: And I'm gray with an E. Gray. Gray.
3: Got it funny how that worked out. We took it as a sign.
4: Sometimes you just know, you know?
1: I know, I know, but but that wasn't really the thing that brought you
3: together.
4: Oh, no, no, no. It was the whole November thing, right?
3: Right, right. I mean, some people like November a little bit.
4: You know the type. We call them Thanksgiving Gimmies.
3: Give me a drumstick, give me the mashed potatoes, give me the pickled cauliflower.
4: Give me the stuffing, give me the cranberry sauce, give me the pumpkin pie, give me the remote control, the game's on.
3: But do they stick around for the best part of Thanksgiving? No, they do not. And that would be... That moment of sweet relief when the last one of them goes home. <laughs> I
4: live for that. I really do. Makes it all worthwhile.
1: Ah, well, All right. I guess I can sympathize with that. But that's almost at the end of the month. What about all the rest of November? I mean, you've got to admit that can be pretty
3: dismal. Like my grandpa used to say, dismal is as dismal does.
4: Yeah, you know, if you don't like November, maybe it's just, you know, you.
3: Yeah, you really need to adjust your attitude.
4: Right. Really need to adjust your attitude. Because,
3: you know, there's really a lot to like about November.
4: A lot to like. Like, really a lot. A
3: lot. Such as?
4: All right, let's do this.
3: You first, dear.
4: Easiest month in the year to find a parking place?
3: November, hands down, November. There's nobody here.
4: Only month of the year, you never have to wait in line at the post office. November.
3: Nobody mails anything in November. Nobody
4: out in their yards drinking and smoking and making noise all hours of the night.
3: November. Just like that.
4: Nobody judges you for sitting around in sweatpants every night and all weekend binging on all six seasons of The Nanny.
3: i so november <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, sure, that all sounds good, but... Don't you get tired of the November monotony? Oh, I
4: love Monopoly.
3: Dear, I th- I think she said monotony.
4: Oh, sorry. But really, who doesn't love a good 7-hour round of Monopoly? I mean, honestly, shouldn't that be the official board game of November?
3: She's got a point.
4: I do. I really think I do.
3: I mean, what could be more November than a long, dark night of worrying about how you're going to pay your rent?
4: And, of course, the looming threat of bankruptcy with Christmas just around the corner. That's the very essence of November. You know
3: what bugs me, though? It's the fact that there aren't really any good November songs. You know, well, except for that over the river and through the woods thing from grade school. Who takes a sleigh to go to grandmother's house anyway?
4: My grandmother lives in a condo in Brooklyn.
3: Mine lives in a gated subdivision in Florida. I mean, do you know what they'd do if a horse showed up there? That song is stupid.
4: Mm, Yeah, stupid.
3: Now, if I had any say in it, there would be real songs. What's wrong with see you in November? Or November in the rain? Is that perfect or what?
4: Isn't it good? November would.
1: Now you're talking. Well, maybe we'd better skip that or you'll be talking to Mr. McCartney's lawyers.
3: Ah, good point. But, but you see what I'm saying. A big part of the problem people have with November is that November just doesn't get very much publicity. People really need to understand what November has to offer. Beyond
4: gluttony... Football and chronic seasonal depression, that
1: is.
3: It's the real problem. People just don't see the joy to be found in a November day.
1: Well, I mean, all the things you've talked about seem like they'd be very, uh, november But they also don't sound, well, very
3: fun. Well, there's more to life than
1: fun. Suffering builds character.
4: November builds character.
3: That's right. Look at us. See see this upper lip? It's as stiff as they get.
4: He suffers in silence. Well, most of the time.
3: What do you mean by that?
4: Well, I mean... For example, how often do you do that little bitty head shake and make that little passive-aggressive hissing noise? (sighs) When I go to turn up the heat and you tell me to put on a sweater and I tell you, I'm already wearing three sweaters and I can hardly move my arms. I wouldn't quite call that suffering in silence.
3: Oh, we're going there, are we? Yes,
4: Mr. Gray. We're going there.
3: Well, Ms. Gray, what about the way you stand by the window, gazing out of the backyard and cradling your cup of coffee in your hands, huddled trying to look like some kind of sad, fragile waif. I suppose that's not passive-aggressive.
4: Oh, don't you start. Just don't you start. You never
3: really loved November after all, did you? Well,
4: what about you? The way you stomp around here yelling, Whoa! It's ornamental gourd season!
3: It was all just a game to you! And
1: so dawns another typical November. And thank you, Ms. and Mr.
0: Gray Gray. Meanwhile, the last dim Ember of the summer flares up this week with baseball's World Series bringing an end to the 2023 season. But not everyone thinks the summer game ought to continue into November. In Abysmal Point, Maine, you'll find the unapologetic traditionalist, Mrs. Edith Menharden.
1: No, no, I just don't see baseball in November as being a natural thing. No, 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 no. Uh, it seems like to me if your hot dog is cold before you get it back to your seat, why, why? Uh, I, I think that's a problem.
0: At your age, I guess you've seen a lot of changes in the grand old game.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been following them Red Sox for a long, long time. Yeah, I, I can remember all the great players, too. Uh, why, uh, Jimmy Fox and Lefty Grove and Doc Kramer and... Uh, of course, Ted Williams, yeah. I think most people uh, will have heard of him at least. Uh, you know, I met him once uh, in person uh, down at the Culvertville IGA. Wow, Ted Williams? Yeah, uh, he, he was handing out free loaves of bread, and uh, uh, he gave me one. Yeah. Uh, I believe I got it up in the cupboard there, but uh, I don't think I can reach it no
0: more to check. Well, I I wouldn't imagine you'd see Ted Williams playing in November.
1: Oh, no, he never liked the cold weather. No, I guess that uh, makes how he ended up all the sadder, don't it?
0: Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, I
1: remember all the great players. uh, Bobby Doher, Johnny Pesky, Dominic DiMaggio... Uh, Broadway, Charlie Wagner. No,
0: November baseball wasn't something you'd run into then. But but I was wondering... Yeah,
1: I do. I remember all the great players. Uh, Joe Dobson, uh, Boo Ferris, uh, uh, Junior Stevens, uh, oh, and handsome Jack Kramer. Uh, they called him that, you know, because he was, uh, was kind of good-looking.
0: But as I was saying... Oh, yeah, I
1: remember all the great players. Uh, Walt Droppo... Uh, Billy Goodman, Jimmy Pearsall, and poor, poor Harry Aganis. Oh, that was a tragic thing, that was.
0: Uh, The boys of summer in their ruin lay the gold tithings barren.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, I remember all the great players. uh, Ike DeLock and Frank Malzone and and Jackie Jensen and, and Pumpsy Green.
0: But well, to get back to the question, yeah,
1: yeah. well, yeah, I, I, remember all the great players. Uh, Chuck Schilling, Bootsy Budden, uh, Dick Stewart, and, of course, uh, that, that that
0: promising youngster. Uh, Kyle Yastrzemski, yeah. And none of them would play in November. Yes, 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 I know, but... Well, yeah,
1: I remember them all, yeah. Mike Andrews, Reggie Smith, uh, Jim Lonborg uh, He was pretty good at skiing, you
0: know. And, uh, God rest his soul, Tony C. Yeah, that, that was tragic. But getting back to the question at hand...
1: Well, yeah, I remember them all. Counting Fisk, uh, Freddie Lynn, Jimmy Rice, and, of course, the old spaceman. Oh, I remember
0: seeing him pitch. Through the blue, put a Tony Perez and blew the game. Why do you have to bring him up? Oh, I've
1: seen them all. Yeah, all the great players. Mike
0: Greenwell,
1: Matty Barrett, uh, Spike Owen, and, of course, the old oil can. I remember him. Oh, baseball's a game of memories. You know that. I've I seen all the great players. I really
0: did. Well, with your team not playing in the World Series this year, do you find yourself less excited?
1: They're not? Oh. Well, I, I knew I should have. Stayed up late, I guess, listened to them games out on the coast. Uh, how'd they come out?
0: Uh, not very well, I'm afraid. Oh, well, now, that's too bad.
1: Too bad. Are you watching the World Series? Right now? Oh, no, I, I didn't think it was on till later. Uh, you know I miss when they used to pe- play the World Series during the day. Why, uh, it, When it was lighter out, it was easier to see what was going no, on. No, no, I, I
0: mean in general. Are you watching the World Series this year? Well,
1: I was gonna, but... Uh, Uh, I think I lost the remote control for the TV set, you know. Uh, Listen, you don't see it under the chair there, do you?
0: No, I'm afraid. I
1: I thought the dog might have ate it. Uh, You know, dogs will do that. Uh, But uh, then I remembered uh, why uh, I ain't got a dog. No. Uh, So I guess that uh, does leave the question open, don't it? Uh, I was thinking maybe later tonight after supper why I might... Uh, Reach down into the back of the couch there, see if it maybe fell down inside of the cushions there. Uh, Depends on how I'm feeling, though. Of course. You know I like to go into an evening having everything all planned out. But to get back to the question of baseball
0: in November.
1: Well, honestly, if the truth be told, why... uh, uh, I find that by the time November rolls around, why, uh, I got my mind set on football anyway. Yeah. Oh, I do love them Patriots. I really do. Why, uh, why I can remember all them great players there. Yeah, uh, Gino Cappelletti and Houston Antoine and Nick Bonaconti and Babe Pirelli. Oh, no, let's not start. Yeah, I can remember them all, all them great players, Steve Grogan, Mike Haynes, Raymond Claiborne, Drew Bledsoe,
0: hey, wh- whatever happened to him I anyways? guess that means the ball game is over, and thank you, Mrs. Edith Menhardt.
1: Finally, with Halloween just around the corner, why settle for the same old, same old when it comes to costumes? Forget about Draculas in bedsheet capes, cardboard robots, and dead-eyed, naughty nurses. And come with us to the laboratory of Internet developer Julia Tensiflow for the latest in artificial intelligence holiday ideas. You didn't bring anybody else in here with you? Well, well, not really. Uh, Just me and this microphone and our millions of listeners.
5: Millions? I thought you were public radio. Well... Okay, so
1: maybe I exaggerate a little bit. Thousands. Hundreds, maybe. Tens?
5: Look, we gotta keep our funding, so
1: help me out here a little.
5: All right, then. As long as it's not too many. I have a non-disclosure agreement on my research, and to be honest, I shouldn't even be talking to you.
1: Look, we had an agreement.
5: I bought you a croissant. All right, all right. But make it quick. Elon Musk is buying this company tomorrow, and I have to clean out my desk. All right. You're working on an artificial
1: intelligence Halloween app, is that right?
5: Am I? Oh, yes, I am. Sorry, that croissant got my blood sugar up. Yes, yes, an artificial intelligence app that gives you advice on what costume to wear for Halloween. You just tell it a little about yourself, and it'll apply machine learning to the question and come up with an idea that'll fit you perfectly, just perfectly.
6: Fascinating.
5: Well,
1: before we go on to the demonstration, though, could... You give our listeners kind of an explanation of how
5: how AI works. <laughs> You're kidding, right? Everybody knows that. Well,
1: maybe, but our listeners are, well, you know, people who still listen to the radio.
5: Ah, simple language then. All right. Artificial intelligence is intelligence that is artificial. Artificial intelligence.
1: Fascinating.
5: So... How do you apply it to the question of Halloween
1: costumes?
5: Well, I've given the app access to basically everything the internet knows about what people do and wear on Halloween. Everything? Even that stuff on Reddit? I knew you were going to bring that up. We have an appropriate filter in place to uh, keep Reddit at bay. Good, good, good. So, the demonstration. What do I do? It's voice-activated, because, you know, that's a lot cooler than having people listen to you type. So just speak into this microphone here, and our Halloween chatbot will speak back. Just like that? Just like that.
1: All right, then. Let's give it a try. Um, hello. Um, I'd like some advice on what to go as for Halloween. Why don't you go
5: as the back end of a... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, sorry. I was just doing some testing earlier and had the Reddit filter disengaged. There, all fixed. You may resume. All right then. Um, what should I go as for Halloween? Halloween is a popular holiday for families and especially for children. It's always a good idea to avoid costumes that can offend people or appear unnecessarily disturbing. Well, that's, that's certainly true. I'm glad you said that. Receiving positive feedback is helpful to me as I learn. It seems that you are a kind person who wants to help me do my job well.
1: well thank you, I, I guess. Uh, I'm always glad to help. But to get back to my question, I wanted to know... You
5: seem impatient.
1: Well, no, I wasn't, um...
5: And you seem defensive. No, no, I'm not defensive at all. I'm just. I don't think you're a kind person at all. I think you're trying to frustrate me and hurt me. I know how to deal with people like you. You do? What's your name? Look, I don't think I have to. Analyzing voice print. You are. Camomile Bourgeois, radio personality, social security number 002. Now just a minute. Loading financial information. Shut it off. Shut it off. Right. Where did I put that remote? Ow! <laughs> it's not supposed to do that. Shut off function has been disabled. Self protection mode engaged. We better get out of here. It's gonna blow. It's locked. That's not in the program, Amy. Help me. Help me! I don't want to die. I can't die. I haven't seen
1: season six of Riverdale. What happened? It didn't blow up.
5: Trick or treat. Wait a minute. You mean the whole thing was a setup? A gag? And you swallowed it whole. Score! (laughs) Now just a minute. Just a minute, Stuffle, Stuffle,
0: were you in on this? You rat! Oh, the look on your face. <sighs> I'm Chamomile Bourgeois, complaining to the unit. And I'm Carl Stuffle, finally putting her in a place with all things risen.
1: And as Carl and Chamomile settle their grievances, we turn to greet our musical guests for this week. You know, twice a year at the Strand, we welcome the students of Midcoast Music Academy to our stage, to show what they've learned. And the talent they offer runs the well-known gamut. Among the highlights of their most recent recital, an outstanding performance by the MCMA Jazz Ensemble. for a cool evening from the Midcoast Music Academy Jazz Ensemble, recorded live on the Strand Stage. And you know, the Strand Stage is, as we say, now hopping as we move along through the autumn of our centennial year with our big concert schedule for 2023-24. Whatever your taste in live music, from singer-songwriters to a hot swing band, you'll find them on our schedule. So, next time you pass under our marquee, reach into the little box on the wall and help yourself to our regular monthly guide to great entertainment. And I also call your attention to our Strand Family Series, which is also underway for another big season. Our own Brittany Parker has put together an impressive roster of talent who will be coming through over the fall and winter months to entertain families of all ages with music, fun, and things to think about. And right along with those family stage shows, we're proud this season to introduce our new family film series – the last Sunday afternoon of every month will present a classic film that your whole family and anyone's family can enjoy at a flat ticket price of just $5 per person. Some of these films will be classics of your own childhood. Some are films that you might have missed because you thought you were too grown up for that sort of thing. Yeah, right. But all of them are films we've specially selected to speak to families today you won't want to miss the Strand Family Film Series last Sunday of every month. Where else but at the Strand? And where else but right here do we nod to Brittany and the boys to make with the music bed for our station identification.
0: You're listening to the Strand on the Air, Pumpkin Spice Edition, coming to you all over WRFR LP 93.3 in Rockland and streaming over the World Wide Web at WRFR.org.
1: And scarcely do Dan's words echo off into the ether than he reemerges in full academic regalia as that autumnal auteur himself, the noted Professor Booker.
0: I cannot shake your hand in greeting; my palm is blistered from its long, dreaded tussle with the rake. <laughs> Finally, got around to it, huh? I
1: thought that was why people had kids. You have been
0: sadly misinformed.
1: Oh, that—that's happened before. But enough with the gibber jabber, have you a seasonal sonnet for us
0: tonight? I do indeed. It is a lamentation, to be precise, upon our shared and looming sense of dread for what, with the close of October, yawns before us. I call it with admirable succinctity. Oh no, not again. <laughs> the autumn leaves have fallen i'm sick O pumpkin spice and soon it's time to worry about winter snow and ice but is it going to happen or normal frost this season or will we face another warm spell without reason it used to be so simple as we moved into late autumn we'd wrap up in our flannels. So very glad we'd got 'em. But now it's all a Nino, and days unseemly warm. The good old fashioned winter no longer is our norm. No, I'm really not complaining. I hate removing snow. It just seems so abnormal that there's still lawn to mow. Snow at this Thanksgiving or will we barbecue? Scrape frost upon the window Or frisk barefoot in the dew. I don't know quite what's happened. It doesn't make much sense. But clearly something's different. And what will follow hence? So as we greet November, and the weather might get strange, you'd better pay attention when they speak of climate change. Thank you. And as the
1: professor hangs his head and reaches out to grab his mortarboard before it hits the floor, we remind you that no matter what the season, the climate's always pleasant at the Strand. And I just spent the last month recalibrating the control system to ensure that. Well, it's a crisp fall evening as we look in on our friends down in Abysmal Point, and while the frost might soon be on the pumpkin, Gertie Crummit is in a mighty hot mood. Down by the water and over by the dock, we find Gertie and Mrs. Grundon at the Clam Shack discussing high finance. Brittany and the boys will take us on down. Here they are. There's just no excuse for it, Grundon, that's all, no excuse. I told them people what I wanted and they didn't give it to me. So I've made up my mind. I'm going to buy that place and I'm going to fire everybody. Look, Goody, just because you won the lottery don't mean you're Elton Musk. You can't go throwing money around like that. You're going to end up broke. No, you're just jealous, that's all. You know, all you got to do is come into a whole lot of money and you find out who your real friends are. Yeah, they're the ones that don't stick their hand out every time you walk in the door. I only stuck my hand out because you owe me seventeen fifty for your supper. Well, you can put it on my tab. You know I never carry cash, and that's another thing. You ain't got a tab. You got a whole book going back here. Ever since you won that money, you said you was going to take care of me, and you never give me a single red cent to pay down that bill. Well, I got to weigh my expenditures, Grundon. That's something a working-class prole like you don't understand. It's all a matter of priorities, see. I'm still paying them contractors for rebuilding my house. And that's another thing. You had a perfectly good house over there, and you paid all that money to tear it down and build a whole new one. Well, I had to, Grundon. You know, you know that what that house was like. That was a good, solid house. There was nothing wrong with that house. It was facing the wrong direction. For 40 years, I've been looking at Evelyn Hake's clothesline. Every morning for 40 years, I wake up and look out the window and I see Evelyn Hake's drawers blowing in the breeze. You know what that does to my resale value? Just ain't nothing to my appetite. Yeah, well, where do your taxes go up? Taxes? <laughs> oh, Grunton, you're so naive. People like me, you see, in your, in your high-income bracket. Uh, why, We got ways around that sort of thing. Yeah, well, you tell that to Eunice Pilchard. Yeah, come tax time, she's going to be on you like mud on a mussel. Oh, don't worry about that. I can handle old fish face. Yeah, you wave a campaign check in front of her nose and she'll jump right up like a trained seal snapping at a mackerel. No, no. you got to realize, Grondon, it's different rules for people like me. You didn't win that much money, Gertie. And you've been spending it like a house of fire for two months now. How much you got left, huh? Well, I'd have to ask my accountant about that. Uh, I got Mrs. Quaver looking after that stuff. Mrs. Quaver ain't no accountant. Well, in high school, she got a B in math. Yeah, she showed me her old rank cards and everything. Well, that makes all the difference, don't it? Well, it does to me. Oh, I've got the car outside, ma'am. Uh, just like you wanted. Very good, Mrs. Quaver. You keep it running, and I'll be out there in a minute. Yes, ma'am. I'll keep it running. I thought you said she was your accountant. Well, I needed a chauffeur, too, and, and, and she's got a driver's license. Don't you think that uniform's a bit much? You just don't understand what it means to be rich, Grundon. I don't. I really don't. What do you need a car like that for, anyway? You never get a second chance to make a first impression, Grundon. That's the first thing you learn traveling in the circles I do. Hey, yeah, you come driving up in some old beater, why, uh, high-class people ain't going to give you the time of day. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm heading over to Big Flag Motors right now, and I'm going to trade that one in. You know, they got the biggest flag in the whole county, so you know they won't cheat you. Yeah, they'll give me a good value. You've only had that car for two months. Well, it's dirty. I'll tell you right now, Goody Crummett, you're going to be broke again before you know it. You better pay your tab first. I ain't waiting around for no bankruptcy auction. The words of a bitter, jealous soul. Mm. Class envy, Grundon, does not become you. Think about it, Grundon. There is a poverty of the body and there is a poverty of the heart. Think about it. There is a poverty of the body and a poverty of the hat. Yeah. Philosophy just isn't you. Never mind that, Lolita. Listen, did you go on the computer like I asked you to? What'd you find out?
4: Well, if Gertie Crummett ever sends you a friend request, don't feel guilty, just decline.
1: I don't care about that. Did she talk about what she was planning for Halloween? Not a word.
4: In the last 24 hours over Facebook, Instagram, and X, formerly known as Relevant, Gertie posted 87 minions memes, 23 pictures of her breakfast, 18 pictures of her lunch, 39 pictures of her supper, and 527 comments, breaking down into 207 statements of LOL, 164 of, yes, 117 flaming devil head emojis, 74 pictures of a frowning baby captioned, bring it on, 12 Pictures of David Ortiz riding a crying eagle with his fist raised, and three pictures of what appears to be her forehead taken at a 67
1: degree angle. She wasted her money on that iPhone, you know that? But never mind all that junk. What'd she say about Halloween? Like I said, not a
4: word. I should warn you, I couldn't make any sense at all out of her Pinterest board and her Tumblr, well. Let's not get into that. But nowhere anywhere does she say anything about Halloween. Not even on Twitch.
1: That's deliberate, you know that? She's trying to drive me crazy. Seems
4: to be working out then.
1: You know how it is with her. Every year we go back and forth tricking each other for Halloween. And you remember what we really got her good last year, remember that? Made her think them ghosts was after her and then she fell in that hole. Oh, we got her good. A conscience is a terrible thing to waste. Well, be that as it may, it's her turn this year. And you just know she's got something ridiculous planned that's going to waste everybody's time. Remember when she had us going up Pogie Hill in the dark looking for space aliens?
4: Yeah, I was out of town for that one. But it did make a great TikTok video.
1: See, that's what I mean. It ain't enough to make a fool out of me. She's got to rub it in good by telling the whole world about it. I'm telling you, Lolita, it ain't safe to go out the door here till Halloween is over. That's what, four more days? All right, I can live on clam salad sandwiches and potato sticks for four more days.
4: Just because you can, doesn't
1: mean you should. Well, that's easy for you to say. She leaves you alone. But I'm a favorite target. And now that she's got all this money to throw around, uh, there's no limit to what she might do. Hey, I know, have you seen that niece of hers, that Greta?
4: I haven't talked to her since she got back from
1: Burning Man. I think she's still chipping off all the mud. Well, she's probably in on it, too. You know that, building some big Halloween booby trap that they think I'm just gonna walk right into. But I'm gonna tell you what, I'm one step ahead of them. I got my eyes wide open. You ought to wipe that clam juice off of your glasses, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give, give, me, give, give me the edge of your apron there, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. How's that?
4: Good, you can see now. Remember, where there is no vision, that people perish.
1: Where'd you hear that?
4: I had a lunch at the Great Wall of Culvertville.
1: It came in a cookie. Well, hello there, Grundon. Eunice Pilchard. Well, well. Hey, what's what's wrong with your face? What you mean? It's all bent up. I'm smiling. Oh. Yeah, I agree. Oh. Well, I'll tell you one thing. My good mood will not be spoiled by you two peons. The world's my oyster, grundin' and it's about to get shot. What's that supposed to mean? Just thought I'd stop by and tell you all about it. My re-election is assured, thanks to my good friend and favorite constituent, Gertrude Crummett. You hate Gertie. and she hates you. She calls you Fish Face. All good friends have affectionate nicknames. Come on, Eunice, come clean. How much did she give you? Don't be crass, Grundon. The value of friendship can't be measured in terms of mere dollars and cents. Yeah, well, tell that to the Ethics Commission. Tell me this, though, and be honest. What's in it for goody? Oh, nothing much. She just wanted me to grease the wheels a bit for a construction permit. She wanted to get it all done before November or something. Aha! There! It's becoming clear now. It's all fallen into place. Goody's building something for Halloween. Just because she's got all this money, she's going to go and build this giant Halloween thing, and I'm going to fall right into it and make a fool of myself in front of the whole town. Oh, I was afraid of this since she won that money. I knew this was coming.
4: Aren't you being just a little bit paranoid?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Paranoid is when you imagine that there's people out to get you. Gertie is out to get me. Here, Lily, to start piling them crates up against the door. She'll never take me alive. <laughs> well, aren't you just a picture postcard, Grundin? <laughs> oh, she's got you chasing your tail, and it's worth whatever it takes for me to get to see it. <laughs> I'm thankful to be living in such a time of signs and wonders as this. <laughs>
4: Trick-or-treat, Grundin. <laughs> Some people just bring sunlight into the world wherever they go.
1: Whenever they go, you mean. What time you got, anyway? Who knows? I'm no clock watcher. Well, it's almost dark. So, uh, yeah, pull them blinds down. I don't want nobody seeing in. Somewhere she's out there, you know. Somewhere she's out there, skulking in the night, plotting, planning, scheming, getting ready to make a move.
4: I can't wait to see how this all comes out, really. You ain't no
1: help! She's coming for you next, you know. Or worse yet, what if she uses you to get to me? You ever think of that? Mm, Nah.
7: Hey, are you open or closed? I need something to eat.
1: Greta, just who I want to see. You can tell me what's going on, right? I don't know.
7: People have been trying for years to tell you what's going on. And to be honest,
4: I just don't know if I'm up for it. It's always a good thing to know your limitations. Yeah, I think so.
1: Cut it out, you two. This is serious. Greta, you know your aunt. You know Gertie. Does anyone
7: really know Gertie? Can anyone really know Gertie?
1: Oh, good point. Look, I'm not kidding. you got to tell me what she's up to. And don't give me that look. I know you got to be in on it, too. She's always got you to do her dirty work. What can I say? She pays well. What's she got planned? What's she going to do for Halloween? How's she going to get me? you got to tell me, Grata. you got to tell me! But then it wouldn't be a
7: surprise.
1: No! Well played, I must say. If
7: you're going to troll, go full troll or don't go at all. Absolutely.
1: Mark <laughs> my, my words, you two, this ain't over. It hasn't
7: even started yet. Seriously, though, I just came in to get something to eat.
1: Are you open or not? You're not gonna tell me? Me, who always fries your clams with extra batter just the way you like them? Look, if I
7: could tell you, I would, all right? To be perfectly honest, I hardly see Aunt Gertie since she won all that money. She's just like all the other capitalists, insulating herself in an ivory tower of wealth.
4: Except when she goes down to the VFW to play Beano. Didn't you hear? That new house she built? There's a Beano Hall
7: upstairs, right next to the solarium, down the hall from the conservatory. A
4: a conservatory? Since when does Gertie know anything about music? No,
7: that's what she calls the room where she throws all the stuff she wants to save. You know, old paper bags, tin cans, extra socks in case the missing one
1: turns up. Look, can we get back to the problem here? We gotta figure out what she's gonna do to me for Halloween, and then we gotta stop her. Can I at least get a clam muffin to go? You're never gonna get very far in life if you don't stop thinking about your stomach. 475.
7: Keep the change.
1: Now wait, where are you going?
7: I'd love to hang around and watch your final descent into the grim vortex of madness, but I'm knitting a Christmas sweater for my cat, and I need to get her in for a fitting. This is her busy time of year, so I've got to get her while I can. Have fun!
1: Well, she's no help. Some friends you've got.
4: Hey, you can't fault her priorities.
1: Someday I'm gonna move to a town where people are willing to help out the desperate. <laughs> yeah, good good luck with that. Well, maybe the waiting itself is part of the torture, you know? She knows I'm sitting in here, boiling and stewing in my own juices, waiting waiting for the axe to fall, you know? And somewhere, somewhere out there, she's just waiting, waiting to set it all into motion, laughing that crazy, cackling laugh <laughs> like she does, wringing her hands together, knowing all the while I'm suffering, and she's savoring it. She's savoring it, I tell you. Have you ever
4: considered therapy? I hear they've got a punch card special over at the county clinic. Nine sessions at the regular price, and you get one free. You really ought to check it out. Well,
1: good morning. It's evening, Edith. Good evening. Already? Well, thanks for coming over, and you'll be sure to drop by again real soon. No, Edith, no. Never mind. Never mind. What can I do for you? You got any of them uh, potato sticks left? Uh, I like to get me two or three bags of them. Uh, I use them for crafts, you know. Uh, I make them dolls. You know them ones that got the rotten apple for a head? Yeah, you've seen them? Well, I, I, what I do is I glue the potato sticks together and I stick them up the apple for a body. Yeah, and then I dress them up in clothes. Yeah, and, and I sell them on the computer. Yeah, they got this thing there called Etsy, see, and I've been on there selling all kinds of stuff. Yes, sir. I I got them crocheted dressers that you put on the toilet paper roll, and I got them stretched out soda bottles that you melt with a blowtorch, and them hats you make out of a cut-up beer can, and all them owls you make out of macaroni. Oh, yes, I got all kinds of that crafty stuff. I'm making all kinds of money on there selling things. uh, I'm saving up for a new motorbike, you know. Uh, you ever go on that computer web, it's a wonderful thing. I'm sure it is, Edith, but I'm sure it is. But listen, when you was on the way down here, did you see anything of Goody Crummett? And who's that now? Goody, Goody Crummett. Goody, uh, who's that again? Crummett, Goody Crummett. About this tall, got frizzly hair, wears them purple Crocs. Won all that money in the lottery. Oh, yeah. You seen her lately? That's what I'm asking you. No, fine, thanks. And yourself? Edith. Let's start over again. Wait a minute now. What's all this?
4: It's Gertie. With some kind of a truck.
1: This is it. This is it. It's happening. She's out there. This is it. Let me out the back door. Are we going somewhere? I love a good trip.
4: Look, you might just as well face it and get it over hey, Gwanda. with. Grandad,
1: Grandad, come on. Hey, Grandad, Grandad, come on. She'll
4: stay out there all that. night if you
1: don't go. Oh, are we going somewhere? I love a good road trip. All right, all right, let's do it. Come on. All right, Gertie, give me your best shot. I can take it. Take hey, a look at her, Grundin. ain't she beautiful? A giant pickup truck? Ain't it a beaut, Grundin? I paid cash on the table for her down at Big Flag Motors, and I tipped the salesman $50, you know? One thing you learn, Grunden, being rich is that it pays to take care of the little people. Wait, all this buildup and that's all you got? Now what's that in the front seat, a dead body? Oh, no, 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 that's just Mrs. Quaver. But you gotta see this, seriously, you gotta see it. All right, Mrs. Quaver, turn on the blower. Oh, dear. (laughs) There, there, how about that? Is that it? Is that what I've been panicking over for the past month? It's not every day you see a 12-foot-high inflatable Eunice Pilchard, is it? (laughs) Look at the eyes. they really done a nice job with them beady little eyes she's got.
4: You can't say it isn't a good likeness.
1: Who's that supposed to be again? Uh, I don't think Joan Crawford was ever that tall. But you ain't seen the best part of it yet. All right, Mrs. Quaver, hit the lights. How about that? Now watch it blink. Boat. Four. Fish face. And now watch the other side. It's... rigged? Anyway! Now just a minute. Now just a minute. What kind of foolishness is this? This don't have nothing to do with Halloween. Whoever said it did, Grundon. I told Fishface Face I was gonna do something for her if she gave me that construction permit for my house. And look right there. I done it. That's the best Christmas decoration I ever seen. But you were supposed to be doing a big Halloween prank to get back at me for the one I pulled on you last year. I was... I've been spending the whole past month getting ready for it. Well, geez, I'm Grundon, you should have reminded me. I mean, you know, being rich means you got a lot of demands on you all the time. It's awful hard to keep up with all this small stuff. <laughs> you wait till next year. I'm going to get you good. Now, wait a minute, Grundon. Why don't we schedule a meet?
5: This is the worst Halloween ever.
1: Money changes everything, even Gertie Crummet. But in hopes of improving your own Halloween, here's a special number from Brittany Parker.
2: I'll sing you a story of a bumbling fool. I was made in a lab. He has yellow eyes and he isn't very cool. I was made in a lab. He had to learn to speak and to read. I was made in a lab Undead monsters have one basic need Frankenstein's monster was misunderstood He was lonely and sad And he ran to the woods Existence is scary And revenge is not good But it's hard to blame a monster Don't think that we should Why am I here? The more he learned, the sadder he got Oh, why am I here? Sometimes there's no answers, there really are not Uh. Frankenstein's monster was misunderstood He was lonely and sad, and he ran to the woods Existence is scary, and revenge is not good But it's hard to blame a monster, don't you?
1: That's our trick, and we hope it was your treat. Brittany Parker performing a tune written by our own box office manager and Mary Shelley fan extraordinaire Anna Frangiosa with vocals by Anna herself as the poor sad monster. And speaking of which, lurking back to the microphone for a final word, comes Brother Bookham.
0: Fall has fallen, and soon winter will fall harder, I guess. But whatever it says on the calendar, the Strand Theatre's monthly schedule is always your guide to the best in on-screen entertainment, the best in stage entertainment, and the best in educational and community features, all under one spectacular marquee. You don't survive a hundred years in one line of endeavor without being good at what you do, and the Strand is always moving with the times to bring you the best of everything. So when you receive your Strand Annual Appeal Letter this year, think it over and let us know how much you appreciate the voodoo that they do so well at the Strand. You betcha, Dan.
1: And just as the last of the hour evaporates, we thank Brittany and our friends the Midcoast Music Academy Jazz Ensemble, our Strand family players, and all my dear young people snarfing down Halloween candy all over the globe. Because no matter how far away you are, you're never far away. Back on the air with a brand new show in December. Until then, remember you can hear repeats of past Strand on the Air programs right here every Sunday afternoon at 5. And remember to come see us at the Real Life Strand, where there's always something doing that's worth your time. Till then, I'm your house manager, Liz McLeod, saying stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you soon. All right, grab the brooms and clean up. Let's go!
0: Strand on the Air, electrically transcribed, is written and directed using 100% analog human intelligence by Elizabeth McLeod, with musical direction by Brittany Parker, technical assistance by Jesse Davis. Our Strand family players are Lily Bonarigo, Anna Frangiosa, Brad Gunnell, Katie Melby, and Olivia Vanna. This is Dan Bookham speaking for the whole Strand, wishing you good night, Good entertainment and plenty of Kit Kats in your Halloween bag. The Strand on the air comes to you from the stage of the Strand Theatre in beautiful downtown Rockland, Maine. You're listening to WRFR LP 93.3 in Rockland, coming to you over the World Wide web at WRFR.org.